Thank you so much for listening. I'm Comic Tom, and this is the Bags and Boards podcast. We are a group of collectors, enthusiasts, fans, entrepreneurs, and content creators who all love comic books. I hope you find our content unique and different. This podcast is sponsored by Mill Geek Comics, a brick and mortar out here in Washington State, as well as Geek Street Comics. If you're in need of a local comic shop, Mill Geek Comics is happy to supply any of your monthly comic book needs and ships across country and worldwide. We also have a comic book subscription service, the Mystery Mail Call, where I, Comic Tom, have the pleasure of sending out collectible comics monthly to you. You can sign up for that at geekstreet101.com. You can watch these podcasts on YouTube at Comic Tom 101. Follow me on all my social media platforms at Comic Tom 101. So there was that Venom trailer. That's right. Two, three weeks old now? Mm -hmm. Something like that? Venom is hot. I'm excited to see Venom starting to get... More attention after the failure of what was Sam Raimi's Spider-Man number three. I would, yeah, no, that's not even worth getting into. Yes, that, that movie was a failure. I would argue the other movies. Uh, anyway. We're excited. Yes. We're excited about that. We're excited. Venom. Let's put it that way. So let's talk about our, maybe our top three covers that we like. Seems like a good idea. It's topical. I mean, why not? We sat down, yep. said these are our favorite keys, and dwindled them down to three. First one, Amazing Spider-Man 569, the Venom variant. That's right, the Venom variant. It's a gorgeous cover. Adi Granov, man. I don't know if that's 100% how you pronounce it. It's good enough for me. But he's a beautiful, man. beautiful, talented man. He is. And it's a really cool cover. Like, for a Venom cover, yeah. um, you know, people draw Venom different ways. That's It's one of those characters that are just, like, you can, you know, McFarlane draws him in one way. John Romita Jr. draws him in a completely different way. You and can do it pretty realistic, or you can get real like, like artistic, yeah, yeah, abstract with the crazy tongue and mm-hmm. spit flying everywhere. You know, and um, in this for this particular issue, I like this issue because um, one of two things. Well, first off, um, this is a a key issue because it's the first appearance of Anti Venom, mm-hmm. and it's a variant. There's a number of variants of this issue. Um, this particular book in near mint is going for between sixty and eighty bucks on average for a raw copy. All right. And then if you're looking for a graded copy, um, you know, that's going for right around that $150 to $200 mark. What's cool about this issue, though, that I like um, is that 569 has a few variant copies. And because it's a key issue, first anti venom, the second printing is also a really cool key. Seldomly do we see a second print all of a sudden like spike up dramatically more than the first print. But in this case, the second print variant done by John Romita Jr. actually shows Anti-Venom on the cover. So this is a really cool key because not only is the Venom variant a hot book, a hot key cover, gorgeous cover, the second print is actually more valuable, which is crazy. That's rare. Well, and you you wouldn't think it would be as valuable, but in this case it is. Um, We're seeing raw copies of as much as 200 selling for as much as 200 selling with graded 9.8 copies hitting above the $500 mark. That's crazy. That is so much money, but it's because this particular key puts the key appearance on the cover in the second print. So now it's not just the first appearance. It's the first cover appearance. Gotcha. So that boom. makes sense. So it's a cool cover. It's a cool key. Something to keep an eye on. It's kind of expensive, though. So 
you know, let's, Venom seems like a smart investment if that's your thing. You know, right now I think that if there was a time that Venom could be could like resurface as a fan favorite, it's going to be right now, and it's yeah. it's a safe bet. I know a bunch of people who have been stocking up on Spider Man three hundreds, the first appearance of Venom, the first first appearance for quite some time um, since Spider Man three, since before Spider Man three, and they were let down the first time, and I <laughs> think this time they're going to be happy because that book, all these books are spiking. So what's our second book? I really liked Amazing Spider-Man 316. That's a very McFarlane cover. Oh, yeah. It's a great cover, too. You can tell. 316 is the first Venom cover, I believe. That's what I'm seeing here. Yep. Yes, it is? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Well, that book right now is going for um, Near Mint is also spiking 50 to 60 bucks. Wow. And that's another $250 to $300 comic book at a 9.8. And again, that's, that's the movie. What what about this cover do you like, Ryan? The uh, the McFarlane of it, right? It pops. Like I really like the background too. Yeah, I like that McFarlane didn't rely. He could have been gone really safe with this and just utilized negative space for the whole thing because Venom's a very dark character. But instead, he does these these lines. Those this lines. just the line work, the tedious line work that he does. Um, it gives similar it to the web that he does a Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And, energy, and then he makes it purple. Like it's this like really light purple in the background. Yeah. Gorgeous cover. It makes the brights of Spider-Man pop way Definitely. more. It almost looks blood red. I really enjoy it. My favorite thing though is the lack of two foot tongue. Yeah. I do not like Venom with a long tongue. You think it's just because it's early? I've heard McFarlane talk about the creation of Venom before. I mean, the idea wasn't his own. To make this suit, they basically brought it to him and said, hey, this suit is going to become a new character, make it a new character. And at the time, he didn't know that the suit was going to make, was going to be on a human. Right. He thought that the suit itself was its own entity and thought that Venom was going to be an alien. So that's why he made him big. And it's why he made him like really scary looking is that he thought that Venom was going to be a legit alien species and not something and not a human on yeah. a human right taking control um so when you see him look like this i think this is um partially like you know he's he's an alien in in mcfarland's head so this is how an alien in his head aliens would look like let's remove all humanity out of it i'll take so. it i could see an alien looking like that right and then our third our third pick our third pick for the it's a little out of left Venom. field it felt like you know, we we had a bunch of copies of Spider-Man on the table looking at looking at some digital covers, looking at some actual raw covers to see what we liked the most. And the thing is with Venom that makes him a really cool character is that it's that Venom it's it's not Venom is Eddie Brock, right? Like technically there's a couple other people who have the couple, symbiote, but actually we use the example in um the first anti-Venom in 569 that in that storyline, in 569, Eddie Brock doesn't have the Venom suit. He's actually, um, he's got cancer and he doesn't, he's not Venom. He's just Eddie Brock. He actually just gets acquitted uh, for the charges that are brought to him for being Venom. Matt Murdock, by the way, is the one who gets him off those charges because he's like, hey, he was essentially, you know, capt- held capt- captured by Venom, the the suit. So you can't blame him for the stuff he did wrong. All right. So there's a point where he, where Eddie, he's not, he doesn't have the Venom suit. He gets attacked by Mac Garkin, the current Venom of yep. that time. 
And he goes to kill him, but he can't because the suit that Mac's wearing recognizes Eddie and appreciates him too much, cares for him too much to let Mac kill him. So in a sense, Venom is Eddie in this story. Like it prevents Eddie from getting killed because Venom looks at Eddie as, as a bond there. There is a bond. So I like that aspect of Venom. Yeah. But Venom is this alien substance. It's the symbiote. And when you're looking at keys, you can't just look at Venom. And I wanted to pick a comic that didn't have Eddie Brock as Venom in particular that actually had the black suit as the focus. Right. So, yeah, it's a little out of left field, but it's still Venom. It's the same alien substance. This third pick here? Have we even said what it is yet? Nope. Hmm. Is that the title? That's just what if number four? What if number four? The fourth in the run? It's the, it's the fourth issue of, of that series. It's what if um, Peter Parker was possessed by the black suit. And this is a really cool issue. Um, for one, I wanted to pick something that was affordable because this is an issue that goes for near mint. You can get this book between 12 and 20 bucks if you're patient. Um, graded. It's a $50 book at 98. It's not a huge key. It's fairly common, but it's because not a whole lot of people are looking for this key. Why is this key awesome? Is because it's an alternative storyline that came out before Venom, before Venom existed, and kind of tells a little bit of a different history about the character. So after Secret Wars, but before Amazing Spider-Man 300, right? I'm kind of rusty on that whole time period. Exactly. Yeah, this is before um, 300, and this is a alternative story. Be- alternative story because at this point, the audience didn't know any history on the black suit. We just know that Spider-Man wore it. It's a cool suit he found up in space. Exactly. And this story takes on this perspective that the suit possesses its host, like a parasite. Very different than an alien just kind of using the host to ride along and to like yeah. work at the same time. They have a symbiotic relationship. Exactly. Versus, exactly. Yeah, just a parasite which sucks all the you know all the blood and the essence and then moves on to a new host kind of. Exactly. So this is a story that came out before that describes the suit sucking the life out of Peter. And this is really cool because you see Peter wear the suit. You see it enhance his abilities. You see him do all these things. But by the end of the issue, you see at what cost. And this what if issue is about this suit taking over Peter and draining his life. And by the end of the story, he's like an old man. You know, he takes the mask off and he's brittle and he's like pretty much on his deathbed. So it's, it's a little depressing. It's a little scary. It's definitely shocking when you read it because you're like, you're not expecting that in a what if comic. You're like, this is a totally, it's kind of dark. They're normally really goofy, right? Like what if comics? Yeah, some of them are goofy. Some of them are like a jab at, you know, there's a what if Fantastic Four had never been written and Jack Kirby basically used that as a soapbox to complain about the industry. Like it's all these different reasons that some of these comic books have for being made. In this particular case, though, I felt it just a really unique Venom story that's unlike any other, and that's why it's on my list. That's a very beautiful explanation. Don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button, and you can head to geekstreet101.com to get some comic books.